If you are thinking about planning, especially a larger event like a festival or a summit, something that has over, you know, 20 or 30 people, when it's more in the 50 to 100 plus range, um, these are some of the key pieces that I see a lot of people either miss or don't put enough thought into to really make an event successful. And then I also want to touch on just the importance of community building and your network. We all know the quotes, your network is your net worth and the top five people that you surround yourself with is who you become. All of these beautiful quotes that show just how important our communities are and who we're surrounding ourselves with really is for our success in life and business. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events, an international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, wealthy and well women. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm super happy that you're here. And in honor of Be Well Fest being this Sunday, May 1st, today's episode is going to be a little behind the scenes of event planning and some key pieces that I see that are really important for event planning. If you are thinking about planning, especially a larger event like a festival or a summit, something that has over, you know, 20 or 30 people when it's more in the 50 to a hundred plus range. Um, these are some of the key pieces that I see a lot of people either miss or don't put enough thought into, to really make an event successful. And then I also want to touch on just the importance of community building and your network. We all know the quotes, your network is your net worth. And the top five people that you surround yourself with is who you become. All of these beautiful quotes that show just how important our communities are and who we're surrounding ourselves with really is for our success in life and business. So first, um, starting with some of the key pieces of event planning. So event planning can be such a beast. It's so much fun, um, but there are so many moving pieces. And um, if you don't have a full team that's helping with this, it can definitely feel overwhelming at times. So I just want to break down a couple of the ways that you can help this feel a little bit more easeful. And something that is a huge piece of event planning, I often say you need to take action and focus more on the end goal than the how and things will come together. And this is something that I see ring so true with event planning and (laughs) something that I thought of during this year at, uh, during this time of planning Be Well Fest was, wow, This is the perfect example of that. Like when I plan an event like this, I mean, definitely the first year and now each year after, this is the first event, big event back since COVID. So 
there was a lot of fear, honestly, going into this year's festival. Like, are people going to want to gather? Are people want to, going to want to come together? Um, you know, it, it's in a new location. And, you know, is that going to be a deterrence for people? And all of these things, a lot of the previous vendors that we've had in years past have, you know, totally changed their businesses or closed businesses that they once had and started new businesses. And all of these things could have been like massive potential barriers or things to say, hey, uh, there's too much, you know, fear or there's too much obstacles in the way of this path of your vision and wanting to bring the community together like this. So maybe it's not going to work. And I had this vision. I felt really strongly about it. I wanted to bring back Be Well Fest. And I said, you know what? No, this is this is going to happen. I have the dream and I don't need to be concerned with all of the how quite yet it will come together if I keep showing up and taking action as though everything will come together. And at many points along this planning journey, so I've been planning Be Well Fest now since I want to say early January, maybe even some thoughts about it in December, but really heavily like February till now. And that is the first tip that I want to share with you as well is give yourself plenty of time for event planning. One of the biggest mistakes that I see with people when they go to plan a bigger event or a retreat is they do it like a couple months away, not realizing first off how much work it's really going to take and pressure you're going to put yourself under if you don't give yourself enough time. But people need to see things multiple times before signing up. So having a plenty of time to be able to not only create a marketing plan, I mean, if you work with me, you know, or if you're familiar with launch processes, you know that I recommend at least six weeks of a full launch process between building hype, um, you know, getting other people involved, maybe um, getting your visibility increased by being featured on podcasts or other people's pages, uh, doing collabs, all of these ways to build hype and engagement, and then at least, you know, two weeks of active selling and all of these things. So it takes time, you know, that's for like a regular program An event. There's so many more moving pieces, right? You have vendors to deal with. If you're doing that, possibly sponsors, a lot of outreach, a lot of emails, a lot of coordination, you have decor, you have, um, you know, between 10 and 20 vendors that you could be dealing with between food and drink and photos and venues and all of the you know, decor rentals, there's just so florals, like there's so many pieces that go into a really, um, I don't even want to say like well done, but just an elevated event experience that is of a higher caliber and really attracting a higher amount of people. And that's all on top of the actual ticket sales and everything like that. So the first thing is really give yourself a lot of time. Like I usually recommend four to six months for a larger event or retreat, at least to give you the necessary time that it really will take for you to not only plan everything, but then effectively market it without being in hyper stress mode. But back to this point of not knowing that any of these things would come together. I didn't have any sponsors already lined up, which is definitely a great idea to do is like get sponsors on board before jumping in. Um, and I totally recommend that, but I didn't do that. I was like, you know what? They'll come and I believe in this. I'm going to show up and take the necessary steps to make it happen. And, you know, we had, I believe like six 
beautiful vendors kind of come out of nowhere to join. We've had, you know, I think like around 10 different sponsors between partners and sponsorships that have jumped on board. So, and a lot of these didn't come like right in the beginning. It came from me consistently showing up and knowing that it was going to be successful and that things would come together and taking the actions to get there. And there's plenty of times along the way that I could have been like, oh no, the ticket sales aren't where I want them. The sponsorships aren't where I want them. Like, let me just bail on this and um, try to save grace, you know, because events can be very expensive as well. So it definitely can be scary. But this idea of really recommitting and staying, like following through, because a lot of the sponsors, the vendors, even the ticket sales happened within the last couple of weeks. So I could have easily bailed, you know, a month out and been like, ah, things aren't where I want them, like quick jump off. And now, you know, sticking it through and being able to see the vision come to life like that is one of the most fulfilling things that I have ever personally experienced. And if you've done events, you've probably experienced it too, because you have this initial dream, this initial vision. It's just like building a program or building your business or starting your business. It's like you have this dream and then to see it all come together so beautifully and the energy that's shared, that's just like something that's un matched, honestly, and something that I absolutely love. Another tip for event planning is to keep yourself organized. I am not a huge spreadsheet person and budget tracking, and that stuff is definitely not my zone of genius, but it's really something that needs to be done in times like these. I have a spreadsheet. I'm tracking follow-up. I'm tracking vendors. Oh, Winston has something to say, apparently. And if it's not you, then have someone bring someone on that's better at that. The first several years of starting this process, I brought on whether it was volunteers or, um, you know, friends that wanted to get involved, like making those partnerships and bringing people on to help with some of those things is a total game changer. Even getting those baseline spreadsheets and tracking systems in place, tracking the flow of the day. So you're organized and you know what, when you need someone where and how many, you know, volunteers you might need or help you might need to have the day run smoothly organizing playlists all of those things is essential so either do it yourself or have someone help you in my events program my program elevated events i actually give you all of these planning templates and a full click up process of what to do each week while you're planning a bigger event so number one give yourself plenty of time number two get yourself organized track what's going on, know what you have coming up and know when you need to have different things done and a, a, a nice timeline for that. And number three plays into the, the second half of this podcast episode, which is partnerships and community networking, reaching out to people. This is such a huge part of successful events. Like I said, events can be freaking expensive. If you've gotten married, if you've planned a wedding, you know this if you plan an event or a retreat you know this like things can add up I would say events more so even than retreats retreats can definitely add up but you know if you find a venue that has meals included then a lot of that actually becomes fairly simple it's just about organizing activities and a big part of 
retreats actually feels a lot more simple to me than bigger events like this. Um, on bigger events, you have a lot of these moving pieces and a lot of people that can play in. I was talking to a friend actually recently who also does events and we were saying it's so crazy how quickly events can add up. It's like, everything's like another $2,000. Like, Oh, there's another $2,000. There's another $2,000 music, 2000 food, 2000 chairs, 2000 decor, 2000, like photos, 2000. It just feels like everything is $2,000, right? So all of these things can add up to be a massive cost. And where I see oftentimes people go wrong with this is they don't ask for sponsorships or partnerships. Like trade sponsorships and partnerships are just as valuable as someone paying you $2,000 to sponsor your event, right? And that's where I've really like thrived and focused a lot on in my bigger event planning and just really all of my events has a huge focus is partnerships and community. And it all plays back in together because when you're, you know, talking to a food vendor and they want to get their name out in front of more people and grow their business and you need someone to provide food and, uh, you can really work together in a beautiful way to do trades like that. And to do a sponsorship, like you are giving them the promo material, you're getting them in front of the people, you're sharing audiences, all of those things, and you're really working together on the event. So we do a lot of those at Be Well Fest and a lot of, at a lot of the events that I run. And what I see too often is that when people are doing an event, they don't think that they can ask for things for free or in trade. Um, and really it's not for free if you're trading for sponsorships because the value, you match the value of the item. So um, that can make a world of difference when you're event planning. And it's so important to reach out and just ask. I think a lot of people, like I said, are scared to ask for this or they're, they don't have the value of their event strengthened in their mind enough of the reach and how valuable the, the sponsorship can be for people. And, and really a big part of that is finding finding people that align with the event that have a similar audience and speaking directly to that. And that's like a whole nother podcast episode. These are things that I talk about in my coaching programs as well. So I'm not going to go too in depth with that, but the community piece and networking and meeting people and asking for what you want is such a huge part of the success of an event like this without spending, you know, a hundred thousand, fifty thousand dollars something crazy. Um, so that's a big part of it. And that plays into also community and partnerships, how vital they are for the success of our business. So just as important as it is for me to have, you know, speakers, to have lunch, to have food and drinks and all of photography and all of those things in a really elevated event like this, it's also important for those businesses to get their name and their artistry out in front of the perfect audience that is probably going to want to jump on board and, and sign up to hire them, to have them do their events or, you know, to do other things with them. So I have had, and I've seen this firsthand from Be Well Fast, I've seen so many businesses that come on as a vendor or a sponsor trade and then their business booms afterwards and there's tons of people that are booking them from that event. I've had vendors specifically tell me, oh my God, after that event we did, we got totally slammed. We got so much business just from that one event. And it doesn't even have to be a massive event. I've had events with 15 people where the sponsors get super booked afterwards just from us sharing on social media because it's the right 
audience, the right community that loves the events also is going to love the service. And if you know that, you know, what type of people those are, then it's easy to create those partnerships. But community, how community. So that's one piece is like you get this win, win, win experience. It's a win for you. And this is a huge part of what I teach for events is like creating that win, win, win partnership. It's a win for you. It's a win for the company you're working with, and it's a win for your attendees and for your community. And that's really what you want to be focused on. As far as you going to events, like especially networking events like this, where you can meet other people and form partnerships, like we are not meant to do business or life solo, right? Rising in isolation is like not a thing. We don't rise. We don't go bigger. We don't find more success as easily when we're trying to do it ourselves. The biggest thing that you can do for your growth, whether it's personal or business, is find solid support systems that are gonna encourage you. They're going to see the vision with you. They're gonna hold you to that higher standard. They're gonna push you to go bigger. They're gonna understand the struggles that you're dealing with and what you're meeting and meet you there and and be able to hold space for you there. So support systems are vital to your success. This is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over my entrepreneurial journey by growing my community in yoga from the beginning to starting Be Well events. And it was something that I didn't go into super strategically thinking like, oh, I'm going to partner with these companies and other instructors to grow my business. No, that's not what I went into it as, but looking back, I'm like, wow, that was the key factor of of growing my business and getting in front of new people and sharing audiences and like that is huge for your business. So that was really the basis of how I grew my events company. A lot of people ask, you know, how do I get more ticket sales? How do I get more people at the events? How do I grow my community? How do I get more leads? And such a huge part of that really comes back to growing, making connections yourself and collaborating and partnering with people. So networking events like this are the perfect space to meet other like-minded women who are wanting the same things of you that you can collaborate and grow with, use as support systems, just make new friends, like all of these beautiful things. So do not sleep on the power of community and collaborations. And if you're coming to Be Well Fest this Sunday, you're going to hear a lot more about this because we have a whole building your dream community panel with myself sharing more on this topic, as well as four other incredible women and business owners in specifically the wellness and fitness space, everything from brick and mortar studios to online membership communities, to online coaching programs, to, um, a beautiful restaurant and coaching. So many different aspects of business and types of businesses in this realm and how they've built incredible communities. That is like one small part of this amazing day. If you are joining, I can't wait to meet you there and to see you and spend the day with you. If you can't join us, um, we'll have a virtual option available after technically there's a virtual, um, ticket available right now actually as well. So you can purchase it in that way. Um, and there are other ways that you can join community 
at events or in programs and build the support system. I hope this was valuable for you today. I can't wait to see you if you're coming to Be Well Fest and I can't wait to be with you here on the on the podcast next week. If you loved this episode or if you found it valuable at all, one of the most amazing things that you can do is to screenshot it and share it on your social media. Make sure to tag me at Kat Sanuski um, or even better, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts it's so very much appreciated and I'm always available as well at Katsunuski on Instagram if you want to send me a DM and chat then I would love to talk to you there and I hope you have a beautiful Tuesday I will see you next week Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it and I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the Wealthy and Well Woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there and I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.